Miss Phoebe Edwards. Hello. 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 <laughs> you look absolutely stunning. I thought I'd bring a little sparkle for you today. How do you feel? I need a sparkle. You need a little shimmer? It, it, it's just for you. Nothing else, just to keep me awake. <laughs> because we were both up a little late last night. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Having a little bit of a kiki. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, last night was the rap party for our Abbey Road sessions, which this is the first podcast I've recorded with anybody since that whole magic, 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 magic. <laughs> since that whole magic carpet ride. Um, mm. And if I'm honest, I, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know. <laughs> there are no words. I don't know what's what. Euphoric. It, it, it was just... Uh, it was yeah and, and the, thing uh, is, the thing is a lot of people said this like I almost don't want to try to tell anybody about it because it's going to be annoying because if you're not there you have to be there to experience it you have you had to be there because it is the energy the energy everyone was on the same wavelength everybody everybody, everybody there was love there was there was everybody everyone was just ha- and, I, and maybe I don't know it just felt like I knew everybody I had known everyone for for years. This, this happened one other time in my life, and that was my wedding. It was 250 people in Ibiza for a three-day event, so yeah. it was also three days. Yeah. It was people, uh, I had people there from 56 different countries represented because of, you know, and again, mm. same feeling for me because I, I realized that what it wasn't about some flowers or mm. food or, I mean, of course, Ibiza, the stunning venue. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we had that, but it was, it was literally, it could have been in a barn mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. It was the energy. It was the mm. people. Every single person that came, came with this with anticipation, the right. this attitude, this light. And, right. and then, I mean, every day, Monday, Tuesday, it was like, I just thought, oh my God, I didn't think I'd ever feel that again. All I can say is I walked into the room on Tuesday and it's like the energy that was left from Monday carried straight through to Tuesday. And I felt at home. That's all I can say. I felt at home around amazing people, amazing talent, just amazing personalities. It did, it, just... did it feel, um, did it, because I know you've recorded at Abbey Road before and you've worked with a lot of artists, mm-hmm. but to walk in as Phoebe Edwards and have all these people that, many of whom you, you've never met before, already revere you for, for, for your work, for your gifts. You know, you kind of walked in like, a, not kind of, you walked in, and I'm not referring to the way you walked in, of course. I mean, you know, you, your walk was perfectly, you know, normal. You, 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 you didn't seem pretentious, but you walked in like a star because that energy was already in the room. You stepped in and it was like, it was like, you know, I don't know. Shaka Khan had just walked in or Sharon, you know, oh, that, wow. that sort of like, and yeah. did, how did that, did it feel different than other times when you've worked at Abbey Road? I think it, it did feel different. I've worked at Abbey Road a few times with many other artists as a backing vocalist. But when I was approached by Revival to do these songs as Phoebe Edwards, my mindset changed from the time we had, from the time I recorded these songs my mindset changed that this is for you, Phoebe. <clears throat> and I think I had to speak to myself like, hmm. girl, you've got this. This you is your it. time and you deserve it. This theory about, well, anything that we do, you know, whatever our profession is or whatever we're 
we're trying to achieve in life. It's like, it's you're happy and content somehow, as long as you somehow can still manage to hold on to that little tiny bit of hope. I mean, I know hopefully we all have hope always, but it can start to feel hopeless yeah. in this business mm. because it's not like if you just work really hard and you're really good at what you do mm. and you're really tenacious mm. and you don't give that you're going to, it's like you need all of these other factors, yeah. these little sort of like things that you can't actually yourself. It's like you need things to fall into place. It's timing, yeah. or connections or that little stroke of just genius luck that kind of happens sometimes. And it starts to sometimes feel like, oh my God, no matter how hard I work, no matter how yeah. how much I mm. you know graft, mm. no matter how good I am at, at the actual job, I, I mean, what do I have to do? You know, yeah. and have I mean, you felt like that because we were talking about your journey. I think we touched on that. I think in in response to that, huh, the one word that comes to me is balance, and not only just with being in the industry and and you know trying to make it. But in life, if you have a balance of gratitude and hope, then you don't find yourself going, leaning too much one way and then losing it. You know, I think that in my journey, I've been trying to <laughs> make it, you know, for a very long time. And the more you go through certain experiences and the more life teaches you some lessons, the more you're able to tune into whether you need to to ask yourself those questions. Is this right or wrong? And you'll find that it will get easier and quicker for you to walk in a room. Absolutely. I could have walked into Abbey Road and I could have felt the energy and thought, this mm -hmm. doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, of course. And I would have just politely excused myself. Yeah. But I've gotten to the stage now where I am learning to speak up more and more even if it looks glittery and, and beautiful from the outside, I'm learning to dismiss myself yeah. just 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 a little yeah. bit, just nicely. Yeah, listen, that's, because that's part of I know growing, growing up. There you go. Whereas before I I would have felt obligated, you know, because of also how I've been brought up in the church. Oh, I don't feel quite comfortable yeah. with this message that's been pre preached today, but I have to sit here because, you know, this is what I'm meant to do. Yeah. Now I know that if I visit some a church or, or somewhere that I you know, if it doesn't quite sit with me, I'll just quickly put my hand out Politely and, just, just, go, this is, and yeah. just go home and put on a YouTube message well, or something. Comes, it, com it comes with confidence, I think. Um, and it also comes with knowing yourself. No, I was just about to say, resonating with yourself, being in touch with yourself to know what is right for you. And if yeah. it's not right for you, it's okay if it's nobody okay else so. gets it. It's okay. it's okay. You're not there to convince anyone or yeah. make them believe what you believe. Hence, if I was to go back home and say, yeah, so mum, I was praying this morning and I said, yo, God, thank you for this week. And she told me off. That's okay. Because it's not her style. It's my style. Absolutely. And I don't need to argue Ab with, no, no, with her absolutely. or anyone. And I've got friends who are Muslims and I've got friends who are Buddhists and friends who mm, are, mm. you know, whatever. I, you know, and obviously I grew up in the church, so I have a lot of friends so who are still yeah, so you, in, that, yeah. in that world. Uh -huh. And they've got various ways that they interpret yeah. their, yeah. their, whatever, you know, whatever their, uh, mm. their book is, yeah. whether it's the Bible or, yeah. and, and, and that's all okay, as you say. It's okay. You know, what's not okay for me is when somebody tries to maybe Push me, like, yeah. use that as a way to mm. make things difficult for somebody else. Mm. I wouldn't agree with that. Mm. And, but um, then I find that I used to get upset with that. I used to get upset with that and that used to sit with me. 
now I don't and even bother yeah, to get upset. Yeah. I'm just yeah, you like, learn to let, yeah. you learn to let certain things go. Uh, They're not where not, I am. Need, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm not where they are. Exactly. And that's, that's, and that, and that's actually okay. okay. Yeah. It's okay. Not, yeah. yeah, wow. I mean, my God, you, you really, um, <laughs> I could talk about this for hours because it is really interesting for me. Because also having been American, but I moved mm. to Europe a long time ago. Mm. So, you know, I mean, when I talk about this stuff, mm. I mean, people, say, they don't have no idea what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Speaking in tongues. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What? The what? Yeah. Falling out in the spirit, the, you know. What? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff, which. I know. You know, I, I was, I, you know, I auditioned when I got to college. Because uh, because the Church of God has, uh, you know, they do have a lot of um, churches down in the Caribbean and in, in the right. islands. So right. there was a very small, very small um, percentage of the student body that was uh, from the from the islands. Right. And that was pretty much. The, that was the only, shall we say, people of color or right, yeah, black. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that was at the school. Otherwise, yeah. it was very white. Yeah. Now, I grew up, you know, and I loved black gospel mm. music. So, the first thing I did, I was I was 18. I was a freshman. Yeah. I auditioned for the black uh, choir. choir. It wasn't called yeah. the black choir. No, but, but the, I, yeah, there were no black people in it. I mean, no mm. white people in it. And I auditioned mm. and got in mm. and traveled all over the States with them singing in these I'm talking seriously like black wow. backwater across the field through the woods churches that like I I had grown up in a, a, ver- a version of that. Yeah. I had never been in that Not Yeah, the of authenticity that. of it. The, That'd the, be the only the white boy in this, you know, <laughs> packed out, sweaty, you yeah. know. Sun, I mean, I was so, I loved that experience. Mm, you know, mm, first of all, it was mm. interesting to be mm. uh, the only white person in it you know <laughs> that must have always been always interesting experience. To, to, to experience yeah that and it mm. kind of allows you to understand what it feels mm. like for, for other people who who are, who are having to deal with that all the time mm. but but the experience the cultural musical mm. experience mm. of that and that's something again there's there's something about that feeling when it's that real deep authentic gospel moving music there's something about that, that takes what's he, let me ask you one more question i got two more questions but i, I mean we'll wrap it up the music, the gospel, you know, as you know, I've been making house music for 20 years. Mm. If if somebody knew my sound, they would probably, the word gospel would probably come up in the description of what I do, but I don't yeah. make religious music. And mm. I never, you know, I haven't put out any records that were religious or Christian. Yeah. However, yeah. you know, the house music, a lot of it has had a mm. very uh, gospel sort of yeah. vibe to it. And I have a theory about it, but, but wh- why do you think that sound... I mean, I mean, what is it about the gospel sound that is, I mean, whether you're in Russia, whether you're in, I mean, you know, you, you don't have to have had the background to have, to, for it to resonate. No. And I think, and it really has this sort of impact on yeah. people who are completely non-believers or mm. have no connection to Christianity. Mm. Why, why do you think that is? Okay, so let's go back to the definition of gospel. Good news. Uplifting. Feel good. Lift your spirit raise your heart, lift your head. Gospel does that to you. And there's something about gospel, the way that it's delivered. As you say, it doesn't matter where it's coming from. Mm. Once it's gospel music, you can't help but just move and get into that groove and feel, it makes you feel something. And I think that's all it is. If the definition of it is good news, People look for, so we go through trials and tribulations as I say in church. And, you know, you, you go through times when you just need something. Can you imagine, obviously, okay, so I sing, I've got a gospel voice. I've been brought up singing gospel. Mixed with house music, soulful house, dance. 
two elements of good news, good vibes coming yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's going to be encouraging. And some of the lyrics that are sung, he'll lift you up, he'll turn you around, he'll plant your feet on solid ground. Like if you're feeling low, yeah. it lifts you. It's a good music. It's a good vibe. It's a good feel. It's good news. And it came from, I, uh, you know, gospel was born from an era where people were literally uh, yeah. enslaved or, yeah. uh, you know. It, and they, this is what was, they needed to lift them. They needed something to lift them. So. And the reason why it's so heartfelt is singing yourself free. Singing Even yourself though you free. couldn't, you couldn't see the end goal yeah. just yet. Like we touched on earlier, yeah. you know, I've been trying to do this thing for a long time, but if I sing a God, and I, I've had times when I've been on my face and I'm just like, I... I'm so over this. I, like, it's not happening for me. But once a gospel, you know, there's certain gospel songs, certain gospel voices that I have to turn it off because it, it moves me too much and I, I, it, I get too jittery. There's certain people yeah. when they sing Fantasia Barino, Aretha Franklin, like the Clark sisters, the, the Pace sisters, when they start singing, when I hear a track, if it comes on shuffle, I have to turn it off because I'm not ready for that because right. I haven't dealt with yeah. that emotion yet yeah. because I know that it's going to sing me out and through what I'm feeling. So of course, if it's coming from that that time when people were feeling low and feeling enslaved and feeling like there was no way out, they sang to give themselves hope. We go back to Absolutely. that balance of hope. Absolutely. So they sang I, to I, give I themselves hope. I actually call gospel music. It's, it, it is the sonic, I mean, basically, it is the sonic version of hope. Mm. It is what hope sounds like. It's Exactly. It's uplifting. It pushes you forward. It keeps you going. There have been times when I've been literally on my face and a gospel song will come on shuffle and I'm like, ah. <sighs> Someone like Ladisi will come on and she might not be singing a gospel song, but her gospel vocals yeah. will push me through. You know, so there's something about gospel. I, you know, I can't get away from it. No matter how many projects I do, it's like R&B and it's like, you know, yeah. something that's not, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get away from singing. My vocals will always deliver gospel. And I think that, you know, I, I think like me, it's it's inevitable when you have been raised to use your voice for that purpose. Mm. No matter what the style is or no matter what the project or what, you know, what, what the other person's intention is with this music. That you, For me, if it doesn't feel like ministry, and I mean ministry in a completely non-religious way, but... Mm. Everything I've done music-wise, has, it has to feel like, it has to feel like ministry to me. One thing my dad taught me, and this is what I always goes back to the church and my dad, what he taught me. My dad is someone that when he sings, he opens his mouth. I mean, he's in his 80s now and he sings like Pavarotti. It's like a gospel Pavarotti. Wow. And there's something about my, I will never forget. I think I was sharing this with Kathy Brown the other day. My dad taught me that whenever you sing, you sing like it's the last time you're ever going to sing again. (laughs) Doesn't matter if you're in the shower. Doesn't matter if you're in the kitchen washing dishes. Sing like it's the last time you're ever going to sing. But also interpret the song. Interpret. And that's something that for me, when you're singing a gospel song, you want to show how amazing it is. Amazing grace, yeah. how sweet. You, he, my dad taught me to, to tell the story and every word, every phrase yeah. must be able to, the person should be able to feel what you're singing, yeah. interpret what you're singing, paint the picture. 
and sing like it's the last time you're ever going to yeah. sing in your life. And it's not about the technical perfection. Uh-uh. It doesn't matter. Have you heard songs by when, you know, that Aretha did on Wax? She's not per- no. no perfect. Nina Simone was the same. Nina's the- you know, it wasn't about getting all the notes right. Uh-uh. Or in her, Nina, the, the but piano. you feel them. Someone else that's like that for me is Fantasia Barino. Like when she sings, it's not perfect. It's She just, but you feel, feel her. You feel it. Mary J. Blige, you feel her. Ah. And, I, and I've heard technically perfect singers, even mm. house singers. You know, I mean, really incredible talent. They've, yeah. got the, they've got the chops, they've mm. got the power, they've got the range, and, mm. and I feel nothing. You know, I, I've been yeah, in there yeah. and I'm standing and I'm thinking, it's really Technical it's fascinating yeah. to me. But standing there thinking, I need to I'm feel you. I need to anything, feel you. Yeah. Even though you are singing like yeah. a bird, you know, like you've got. Mm. This, you know, I need to. Happen. That is something that. I I hope, here we go, that word again, to continue to give on my journey, my musical journey. But I I love to get that from other people so I can bounce back, yeah. you know, bounce off that. Well, I mean, Phoebe, I have to say, you know, feeling. I've had chill bumps about four times. I don't, I don't think I've had chill bumps in any of these podcasts, but uh, you have, you've actually managed even without singing um although you did the little bit although i did yeah yeah you did it was not even <laughs> can't help it your singing was beautiful but it was the things you said mm. they really resonate with me of course but i think they'll resonate with a lot of people because you know regardless of what background you come from or what you believe what you call you know what dance you dance or what mm. you know what kind of food you eat um we are all brothers and sisters in yeah. this uh this life I, I i really do believe that we're family mm. um i mean you were my sister before we uh, even met absolutely. Or, uh, but uh, certainly after we met yeah. we're like okay all right yeah yes, like, okay, okay we get down we get yeah, down. Okay, I'm waiting for you i see you. wondering where you've been all these years <laughs> phoebe um and having you part of this is 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 it's such a joy um mm. And for me as an artist who's now getting to kind of change hats a little bit and mm. put some of my my effort and energy into kind of also helping mm. other artists do what, because I've been on that journey trying, yeah. constantly so trying to balance again, between right? hope mm. and gratitude. Mm. But I also, you know, at some point uh, came to define success very differently than yeah. I had started out uh, thinking I needed to get this, achieve mm. that. I needed to have the number one, the Brit Award or the, mm. or the Grammy or the world tour with mm. the, with the big, mm. produ- I don't know, you know, you have that, that like, Oh, that'll be, that'll be when I can see myself as a but, success. But this is the thing. And this, and I think we spoke about this already. I think when you, you, when you have the balance between hope and gratitude right here and now, if I was just singing in my living room and it made me feel better, yeah. I need to learn to appreciate that. It, it might be great for my name to be in lights, but if I can appreciate here and now, and that's what I was saying about, I I, I take that context into my everyday life. Okay, I'm, I am I live here and I'm doing this and I want to get there. I've got a goal to reach this place, but right now I'm grateful for what I have because you, I could go today. I could, I could pass Absolutely. on to another life fact, today. I thought this morning. Am I, I grateful go. for what I have? Because if yeah. I'm forever, it's that's okay having the goal for have my name in lights or yeah. have the mansion or whatever. Absolutely. But right now, if I look around and I look at the shoes that I have on my feet and I like that my hair is freshly cut or something, I will be grateful for that in that moment. And I can still say that I've lived a full life. Absolutely. I think this is key. Uh, it's, it, it, it helps you along the path. It's a, the road less traveled by, uh, uh, the road of being an artist isn't an easy one. Mm. But, you know, the, the the sooner you begin to understand that you can redefine and reposition the, mm. the, the sort of the terms of what, you know, the terms of this contract you have in your head of what 
define success for you mm. and understand that if you're in the game at all, mm. at all, mm. you are already a success. I, you know, I, I, I in stood, any way, I stood shape outside or form, the venue yeah. after the party last night with uh, Greg Perlman and, uh, you know, um, and we were talking and I, and I said to him, Greg, you know, the thing is we both, I mean, we both believe and hope and trust that all this effort and energy and time and creativity that we're putting into this passion mm. is going to bring on some amazing things. And yeah, I really yeah. do believe it will. But I said, but, you know, we have already, mm. right now, in this moment, already, with what we've done the last three days, mm. and even just the, the event last night, it, I feel like a winner. I, I feel, feel full. like I'm going I think, home with my Grammy. I'm this? going home with the Brit. Yeah. I have already won. Did we so say this? You. I feel full. I feel full. I feel full. I said I feel empty, but I feel full. I feel empty, but I feel full. Yeah, because you know, you're my, tired. My body was running tired, on empty, yeah, but, but my heart, my spirit was, was running over. And that's also another another church context that we used to use when conventional service was finished. Yes. My I feel full. And my that's cup, my cup is my cup is running over, you know? And that, Actually, that's why I'm still grateful for what I was brought up in because yeah. I can take that context through my life and apply it to my everyday, to my music career, to, you know, if Absolutely. God bless me with children and a family, can, I'm full, I'm grateful. And there are a lot I of, remain there hopeful. Are plenty of people out there who yeah. do have their name in lights, who yeah. have got the Brit Awards mm-hmm. and, and uh, this, that, feel and they are not happy. Yeah. So the truth is, the end game, whatever that objective is, it's not actually the thing that makes you happy. I think as mm. long as we're growing, we're yeah. developing, we feel that we're we're being able to use the gifts that we've been given mm. uh, with 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 some sort of effective, you know, um, results. I, yeah. I I think that is really just just the whole mission of it. Absolutely. You know, being in it, being in it at all, yeah, and being in line, being in you know with with your own truth, mm. uh, with with the source, and you've done that, and, and I think. And the universe is, you know, some, as we said yesterday, you know, the, the old song, you know, um, he's an on time God. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he well, is. He's an on time God. God. Yes, he, he is. is. May not come. Oh, well, he may not come when you want him. But he will. But he'll be there right, right on time. time. Until he's an on, on time, time God. God. Oh, yes, he, he is. is. <laughs> and I know he may not have come when you wanted it, but honey, he's right on he time. He is right on time. Honestly, in everything that is happening, that's happened this week, it's been right on time. Bring right on, on time. the revival. Re- revival family. <laughs> what a blessing to have you here and what a blessing to have met you and be part of this and with you. you. I love too, you. My love. And, Thank uh, you for having yeah. me. Well, Miss Phoebe Edwards, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>